Hello, and welcome back to Commodity Conversations by the team at Mercado, the podcast where we aim to keep you up to date with the latest trends, drivers, and moves in livestock, grain and oilseed, and fibre markets. My name is Olivia Agar. Thanks for listening into episode 243. So wool is on our radar this week, and in particular, it's what to expect from the upcoming season. So the Australian Wool Production Forecasting Committee has just released their forecast report update, and we're very happy to have Stephen Hill, National Committee Chairman, joining us on the Commodity Conversations podcast today to find out what factors are contributing to the expected slight decline in wool production and also what the state-by-state breakdown is in that forecast. We'll get into the episode in just a moment, but first, let's go to the key market news and information that we've been looking at this week. And starting out with cattle, the recently released Australian Bureau of Statistics data gave us some good insight into what is happening in the cattle market. As herd growth has really matured across a lot of the country and seasonal conditions have turned, the female slaughter rate, which is the proportion of female cattle killed of total slaughter, it's moved above the 47% rebuild marker, albeit only just But if it does sustain at these sorts of levels, it will indicate that the Australian cattle herd is in a liquidation phase of the cycle. Now, more closely this week, young cattle prices have continued to head south, while cow prices have been supported by strength in the grinding beef market and track sideways this week. Light to moderate rain over the south east in the last week has helped to stop the falling trend in lamb prices for now. But mutton prices lost about 18% week on week, with the national indicator ending at 205 cents per kilo carcass weight. On to grain, and with the Northern Hemisphere harvest in full swing, the world's wheat market is currently pretty well supplied. Now we know demand is flat, which is reflecting the global economic growth, and all eyes are on Ukraine at the moment with whispers of a grain corridor 2.0 in the works which would really free up Ukrainian grain and have an immediate impact on global food prices. We'll leave it there for this week. Enjoy the episode and I'll hand over to Robert Herman and Stephen Hill. Thanks for the intro, Liv. And yes, uh, welcome Stephen Hill. Good morning, Robert. Thanks for having me. Now, we've got you here because the um, Wool Forecasting Committee has just come out, Wool Production Forecasting Committee has just come out and you're the, just explain your role on that committee and. and also, you know, how's this production forecast compiled? Who does it? Right. Now, I'm the um, the chair of the National Wool Production Forecasting Committee. I'm, this is my second year. Um, my background's actually in um, exporting and trading. Um, but um, it's a pretty robust system, Rob, of how it's um, put together. It's two-tiered. It has um, six state-based committees, and then the national committees sort of um, just oversees it and more or less like a board, if you like, and um, rubber stamps it or makes some adjustments or gives feedback. Um, it's compiled using um, a, a heap of data sources, and the people across the committee are made up of um, all sorts of wool producers, brokers, exporters, processors, private treaty merchants, and then some of the, the main industry bodies like the Wool Exchange, AWTA, um, we get data from ABES, um, ABS, um, MLA, um, which is obviously on the livestock side, and some state um, 
uh, agriculture department people, um, oh, who else? Um, AWI. That might cover it all. I could have missed one or two, Rob, but as I say, it's um, pretty robust, the input. Well, I should declare, Stephen, that uh, I sat in on, uh, as representing the National Council Woolsowing Brokers, sat in on the first meeting and I can vouch for the robustness of, and and I notice, I noted in the meeting that uh, it was continually commented that we need to refer to data. So that gives me a lot of confidence. So what's the main purpose of this report, Stephen? What's it used for? Uh, it's it's used by um, sort of the key industry participants. I would say, and I'm probably a bit biased with my background, it's um, very keenly watched by um, the local trade as far as buyers and exporters and um, the, the wool users, especially the first stage processors, because um, they need to know availability, not only in volume, but what type of wool, what's expected to come forward, what's the seasonal conditions, um, which can affect the, um, you know, the characteristics of the wool production. I think they're the, the main ones. And obviously, wool brokers and producers find it interesting, brokers for their own budgets, I would assume. Um, anyone that has interest in um, agricultural outputs. Yeah. So um, just, well, well, let's talk about this year's report. Um, the headline number, I suppose, and everybody looks at volumes, but there's a lot more to it. I know that. But the headline number is for a slight decrease in production. What what are the factors that are contributing to that decline compared to last year's figures, Stephen? Yeah, I, Rob, in general terms, um, I would say it's steady as she goes um, on the back of, you know, three, nearly four good growing seasons um, in Australia. As you mentioned, the numbers are, um, you know, the, the two things that came out of this um, August meeting is the we have to give a final estimate on the 22-23 season, which ends 30th of June just past, and the second forecast for the season we're going into, and that's quite an early forecast. Um, as you mentioned, it's a small decrease of 1% to 324 million kilos coming from 328 million kilos. So that's not a, a massive change in, in my books. Um, the factors that influence it, um, the, the major factor is always climatic conditions. Um, the, the growing season's been pretty good in most of the, um, the major wool producing regions. It can be a bit patchy, but in general terms across Australia, it's been good. Um, so, you know, people are maintaining their sheep flocks and um, pr producing wool. So you mentioned for this year's um, forecast for 23-24, this is the second update. So that assumes you've already had an update. How many updates will you make during the year? And, uh, and, and I guess that's a chance to just continually refine where the clip's going as things unfold. Yeah, there's four updates during the year. Um, as I said, the first one's more difficult um, because you're it, it's so far forward, um, and you know there's different influences that can change over that period. Um, and obviously, the more data, the more time you have um, coming in um, helps refine and um, you know put a finer point on those figures. Looking at that, you mentioned the season. So what weight can you put on the season going forward, Stephen? I, I know we can 
we can make judgments on what's happened in the growing season to date, but uh, there's a lot of talk about, you know, weather patterns and and uh, risk in weather. How much weight can you put on that in the committee? Um, well, we we study that. The, it, it is a forecast, and we've taken all those factors into account for this forecast. Um, we'll have a lot more um, information by the next meeting in December, um, especially on the forecast potential drier conditions. Um, the earlier that comes or the hotter or drier that um, may be will have a significant influence going forward, um, especially in regard to not only pasture growth, but people's decisions on maintaining flock sizes or not or what they do. Absolutely. Um, I'm talking to Stephen Hill and Stephen's the um, Commodity Conversations today. He's the chair of the Australian Wool Production Forecasting Committee, just released the um the outlook for well the closing number for um last season but also the outlook for this season coming um you noted that you have state committees what was the breakup by the states which ones are lifting production Stephen and which ones uh forecast to to slip a bit um for the season going forward um We've still got some pretty positive numbers out of New South Wales, which is the largest wool producing state in Australia. Their forecast to still increase um, another 4%, and that's on the back of a 5% increase um, last season. So that's um, pretty positive. Victoria is looking for a decrease of 7.6%, um, following the same trend from last year. WA is forecast for a minus 6 South Australia, Tasmania and Queensland are relatively unchanged. Yeah, so the sum total is that there's a minor change, but not much because, as you mentioned, some of those states are showing an increase, but the ones, I guess the two two of the states that are showing a slight increase or unchanged is Tasmania and Queensland, and they don't have big sheep flocks as yet, although it's growing in Queensland. Just going back to last year's result, when, when you compare it, to the previous year, Stephen, going back, um, how how did that change? And was it was it the same pattern in, in states where you had uh, you know those larger producing states moving the most? Um, yeah, the pattern was quite similar actually. And strangely enough, the three hundred twenty four million kilos we forecast for this season matches exactly the twenty one twenty two number. Mm. Um, New South Wales. Um, was also an increase, Victoria. Um, the outlier, I think, um, was Queensland. They're, they're showing a 27% increase year on year. Um, but as you mentioned, the Queensland, Tasmania, uh, they're coming from a small base. So the it's, um, you know, 27% sounds a lot, but it's not quite as significant in the, in the total scheme of things. Yeah. Stephen, obviously, if we're going into a tight, if, if the if the season does turn tight, we'll see greater uh, sheep turnoff and that will impact. And it's very difficult to predict because we don't know what's going to happen yet. But I note that with your, your two further updates, I'm sure you'll have more information on that then. Uh, live exports, another factor. Um, what happened? We, we do know about last year's sheep turnoff numbers. Um, can you just explain how that varied year on year? Um, yeah, well, sheep turnoff is a, obviously a, a very significant factor. Um, there was a 26% increase in, in sheep slaughter and 8% increase in lamb slaughter. 
um, from the 22-23 season. Um, and the live exports as well, they increased by 38%. But in saying that, I mean, live export on a, um, uh, on a five-year average is up near um, 1 million sheep. And last year was 673,000 yeah. sheep. Mm. So um, it's it's significant, and that's mainly from Western Australia. It's significant, but um, um, on a national basis, isn't isn't um, a huge impact. No, and that's right. But however, it will be an impact on WA if uh, if the moratorium or the uh, banning of it goes ahead. We know that. And that'll, I guess you've got, looking ahead, Stephen, there's a lot of variables that are going to factor into your updates of your forecast as well as uh, when you start forecasting for, uh, what will it be, 24-25 season? Correct. Yeah, I would think that um, a, a fair bit of this season is locked in. As we said, there'll be more clarity towards the end of the year. Um, but most of the impact for those things, as you mentioned, the policy issues in WA, um, and the um, predicted drier weather going forward, um, most of that will impact into the 24-25 season, correct? Yeah, that's a good point because um, sheep that are going to be shorn in, in the season we're just forecasting, you know, a lot of that wool is is already on the sheep's back. And, the, and as you make the point, there is pretty good seasonal conditions right now, although people are nervous. So, look, um, Stephen, it's been terrific talking to you. And I just think, I'm hearing that in summary, overall, we've got a pretty steady outlook um, on the back of the um, the flock rebuild post-drought. Pretty steady outlook at the moment, but the season is a big unknown. Is that sort of how you see it? I think so, Rob. That's a, that's a good summary. Um, you know, and, and that's, in actual fact, there's more sheep on the ground right now than there were last season. Um, but, um, you know, as people make their, their decisions, that can change um, quite quickly because people won't want to be running stock if they can't feed them. Yeah, well, look, we really appreciate your time, Stephen. Thanks very much. I think um, given the, the significance of the reports that you're producing from the Australian Wool Production Forecasting Committee, it'd be great to catch up again when you, um, when you review them and uh, especially if there's any changes. We know that um, sometimes change comes quick, sometimes it drags out and takes a while to get here, but uh, it's really, really good to talk to you. Thanks very much for explaining what the committee does and explaining the forecast outlook. Stephen, all the best. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Ciao.